everybody, Joe Malone here, coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. And it looks like Tesla was up nicely today uh, after <clears throat> yesterday's annual shareholder meeting. I've got some good news on Tesla, and uh, it does look like, uh, you know, it, it made a move. I sold my Tesla shares basically uh, a little bit after noon. I made a little little gain on it, not, not too much. I'm, again, I'm just really scalping. Right now, I'm just looking for opportunities where I can make some kind of run and gun and make some fast, uh, fast, fast profits. Uh, and that's kind of been my strategy in this market. This is still a very, very volatile market, and it doesn't really uh, lend itself to being much more of a swing trader. I mean, that's sort of where I've been, been, been doing it. Uh, but uh, I did uh, sell my shares of Tesla. They made a little profit. And uh, but I did buy some other shares that I want to show you uh, here real quickly. But uh, let's get into the slides. Um, here's one of the main things that I want to be very clear on is that we are in a confirmed uptrend, and we have been in an uptrend under pressure. So it does look like it is now getting to be a time that we can come back into the market. But still, I don't think it's really wise to be that much exposed to the market. I'm really very, very conservative here. I'm under 15%, mostly in cash, but I do have some positions in one account uh, that is a little bit more exposed. But again, I am very, very careful in this market. This market. Yeah, there we go. Okay, super. Um, just want to show you four stocks that have potential buy points. These are these are uh, ones that are that are getting into position. So if we do continue this uptrend, I think that there's some opportunities here. And uh, one of them is Lamb Research. It's unfortunately it's a very high price stock, great stock. LRCX is the symbol on that. The buy point, the correct buy point of this is 548.95, and it's coming off of a flat base which is, uh, it's a good, uh, you know, consolidation flat base. These are pretty similar uh, base patterns. Uh, and the thing about them is that, you know, they're not necessarily as good as a cup with handle. Um, Salesforce is also looking very good. There's been a movement of some of the big capital back into some of these mega caps tech stocks. One of them, of course, is Salesforce. Symbol on that one is CRM, and the correct buy point for CRM is about $200. Actually, I'm calculating it at $200.10. It's coming off a consolidation. So that is, again, it's not the greatest base pattern. Of course, in can slim trading, uh, you're looking for these, these base patterns to happen. Now, Visa, which is symbol V, uh, the correct buy point of that, 230.15, that's looking pretty strong. And it's coming off a cup with a handle. So that is very, very good. Now, here's a stock that I have a buy order in on, a limit order in. I'm currently not getting it filled, though. And that's AMD. Uh, and the correct buy point on this one is 102.53, coming off a cup base. Now, I am trying to buy it a little bit lower than that, closer to that 21-day line. I have a limit order in right now for AMD for a half position, which is a pretty conservative buy at about 98, currently about $4 away from that. The buy correct buy point, 102.53. Now, what do I mean by a buy point? Well, a buy point is a technical term 
that is used basically to show when the stock moves through a level of resistance. And I'm going to kind of show you this one on the chart. And this is uh, uh, this is AMD. I'm going to show you kind of where I am positioning my buy here. AMD, of course, advanced micro devices, a tremendous company, been around forever and is probably one of the few competitors to the real the real class act in the chip space. And of course, that's NVIDIA. Uh, you know, this is one of the few companies that really can, uh, that really has the ability, I believe, to challenge NVIDIA in sort of the AI chip marketplace. So a uh, very, very interesting area. Now, what I'm talking about here, this is the cup base. As you can see, this is the green kind of cup there. We have a uh, buy point right here at 102.23. Uh, that, so we have the buy point right there. We've moved past that buy point. So potentially, and we did that today, 103.75. So potentially we could buy this right here. I really want to buy it a little bit closer to that 21-day line. 21-day line is, you know, right here at uh, uh, at, at about 93, about oh, uh, one, about 90, 93.07. So. It's really kind of extended. It's 10% above the 21-day line. I typically like to, to buy it closer to that to, to that line. So I have a order in here, basically uh, about halfway, about at one, about 98, right about here. This is where I have my limit order. So if we do get a pullback, I probably will get a fill here. Now, interesting thing about this area, we're starting to see some strength in it. You're starting to see a lot of strength. The relative strength right now for AMD is 92. So that means it's in the top 8% currently of stocks out there. Uh, and the group, the fabulous group, the semiconductor fabulous group is moving quite strongly. It's 27 out of 197. So it's really making a very nice move there. So that's one that, uh, that I want to show you. Also, I did make, I did buy this one today. This is TJX. This is, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with this one, but it's, believe it or not, a retailer. And the interesting thing about retailers is even in a bad market, discount retailers can do well. Uh, we are definitely going to be in a recession. So, you know, that is a concern for everyone. But the interesting thing about TJX is it's an off-price retailer. So it should see some strength. It did very nicely. Had some nice earnings today. And it was up. Let's take a look at the live chart here just to take a look at it to kind of see where, you know, what's going on with that. Similar this one, TJX. And that's, uh, you know, like TJ Maxx. And uh, it makes several other stores in there. But, uh, you know, in a down market, people still shop. Uh, they don't shop as hard, but they, they do shop. And it typically is the off-price retailers that seem to be getting most of the love in, in the retail space. Now, interesting thing about retail, you know, when I first started investing in stocks, I was really a tech-heavy investor. I invested a lot in tech. But I found over the years that some of the greatest pro some of the greatest earners weren't in tech at all. They were in retail. So 70% of the U.S. economy is retail-based. So that's one thing you got to look at. But TJX made this nice move. Uh, the relative strength of this one is 84, so it's just moved to pass 80. We always want to try to, to always buy when a stock is at least in the top 20%. I bought here 
today uh, as it made this move of excellent earnings. As you can see, there was a nice volume spike here and uh, moved very nicely. Let's take a look at the the uh, fundamentals here. What I'm talking about when I'm talking about fundamentals is this is like the earnings and all that thing. So that's kind of what we always want to be looking at uh, when, when we look at it. So if we're looking at the fundamentals, uh, basically for TJX, um, you know, very nice. Let's get back to the chart. Yeah, uh, they, their sales were up 3%, but the key here is their profits were up 12%, an extremely difficult market for retail. So the stock did very, very well. Price to earnings ratio on this one, 24. So that's definitely right in line. Uh, and we do have positive cash flow. That's very key in this market. Uh, stocks that don't make their numbers or don't have positive cash flows can get really punished in this market. So that's one thing that you definitely want to look for. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's go to the next one. And that is what I currently hold. So that's kind of a, <laughs> I always like that one. Uh, one I'm currently holding now in all of my portfolios. Now I have a number of portfolios that I trade, some with only four positions, some with eight positions. Typically my large portfolio has eight positions. My small one, four. What do I mean by that? Well, if you divide the total value of the portfolio into eight, that's going to give you the eight positions. And then the smaller ones, some of my smaller IRAs, uh, I will trade with only four positions. So I divide it into four. So that's kind of my way of limiting exposure risk. TTD, the trade desk, that was up nicely today. Uh, I bid in this one about almost three weeks, uh, but we were up about 3.15% on that one. So that's looking good. Intel, this has kind of been disappointing. Uh, I am make, doing an experiment. Now, I'm a trend trader, but with this one, with Intel, I'm trying to buy it at a deep discount and a real pullback. You know, the, the you know, Intel is being restructured right now. I mean, they did fire a lot of people. So uh, there's going to be going to be a lot of layoffs, but overall, Intel should do well in the future as we start to see reshoring of the um, of the fab um, of the fab of, uh, of of chips back to the United States. And Intel is extremely well positioned for this because they have fabs, of course, in Arizona, New Mexico, and uh, also in Oregon. I don't think they have any fabs left in California, but they're very, very strong in terms of fabs located in the United States. Um, uh, Anico Eagle Mines, this is the Canadian gold miner. Um, gold has been kind of, you know, stuck right about 2,000 a share. So this one did move lower today. Uh, I may be cutting my losses on this one if it pulls back below that 50-day line. Uh, I will probably be, be cutting losses on that. So let's take a look at... AEM, that's the symbol, uh, Anico Eagle Mines. And this, of course, is based in Canada, which gives it some stability in terms of political because many of the gold miners are based in countries that have political issues. Uh, this is definitely not the case with AEM. Now, here's the thing. You know, we were doing very nicely. We came right up to this buy point, 59.53, and then, boom, we just moved lower than that. But currently in the after hours, it's starting to make a move up. It's 55. It pulled back today, but I think that it's gonna it's gonna stop just short of the 50-day line. Now that's that's the red line here. So um, I definitely want to have some exposure to the gold miners in my 
uh, in my portfolio. So that's the reason why I've been very, you know, this is one of the better bull miners in terms of its stability. Uh, but it did pull back today strongly, uh, almost to the 50-day line. My um, my stop loss, as you can see, is right here. At the mark. That's where my stop loss is, right below here, at about 54. So I don't have a whole lot more range to go here uh, before it comes it comes to uh, it comes to comes to blows. All right, let's take a look at the other ones that I have. I did buy Palantir today, made a nice move, and that one is up significantly. It's up 8% in one day. Now, of course, it's not a very expensive stock. It's $10.24 a share. Uh, the volume was up. The price was up. Uh, it was up 77 cents or 8.13%. And then, of course, I talked about TJX companies. That's TJ Maxx. I did buy that one today, and that's up as well. So that kind of gives you the overview of sort of where I have my shares right now. All right. Thank you very, very much. Let's take a look at uh, somebody from coming. Hey, Mr. Malone, uh, today was good uh, for AAL and Amazon. What do you think? Well, I am still scared of the airlines. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I'm scared of the airlines for a lot of reasons. I know that American Airlines, AAL, has been doing well, but I just I just am not in the mood to pull the trigger on any airline stock because I'm a little bit afraid that the consumer, you know, another one that we did really well today was Royal Caribbean's Royal Caribbean Lines, RCL, and that's another one that I haven't really done anything on. Well, here's the thing. Let's take a look at the AAL chart and let me pull that up here. Here's the American Airlines chart, and basically what's going on here is that we did come down. We bottomed at about 1285 there, and then we we're on our way up. Now, here's the thing. I'm a little bit concerned about buying a stock that has a relative strength of 44. That just doesn't, doesn't cut it for me. That means that 56% of this market is better than this stock in terms of, so I don't really like to buy in the bottom here. Now, I did make an exception with Intel, but uh, on this one, I would probably pass on this one. Yes, it's come above the 200-day moving average. And yes, it's above the 50-day line, but I want to show you something here. And this is this is characteristic of a stock that is in decline. And that is you have the 50-day moving average that is moved below the 200-day moving average. And this is what they call the death cross. So not liking this action at all. So I would skip this one, even though it has a great checklist, the 78% checklist. I, I would skip this one just because of the technical action. So not really, not really liking the technical action on America Airlines. So that's kind of my take, my take on it. Now let's take a look at uh, another one that you put up there, and that was Amazon. Well, Amazon, different story altogether. I do like Amazon, and let's take a look at that Amazon chart. A and Z, and of course, is the symbol for Amazon. And there we go. All right, Amazon. Uh, and let's take a look at Amazon, and it is moved above the 200-day line. Now, why do I like this one better? Well, I'll tell you why I like this better, and this is totally technical here. Let's pull the chart up so we can see it, but this is a totally technical reason that I like uh, that, that I like Netflix. Um, I like Amazon better than American Airlines. Notice that we are above that 200-day line. I always want to see that. Also, notice that we're above that 50-day line. There's no death cross here. 
There, there's no death cross. We the 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 line the 50-day line is moving up faster than the 200-day line. If this crosses above the 200-day line, which is, looks like it may happen, then that would be very very bullish. Let's take a look to see how far above the other critical line that we like to look at the the 21-day line. It's seven percent above. So this is this is starting to see some love here. Another thing, look at the relative strength, 83. That means that this is in the top 17% of the market, unlike unlike AAL, which is in the bottom, uh, in, in the in the bottom of the market. So we definitely like to see ones that are being accumulated by some of the funds. Notice that there's been strong volume here on the upside. This 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 line here, this little red line here. This is the average. This is an exponential chart, not a linear chart. So anything above that red line is strong accumulation. Also notice that uh, that Amazon had some significantly good earnings, and it definitely looks good. So let's look at the fundamental fundamentals on Amazon to kind of take a look to see, because we don't just look at the technicals. The technicals are the chart. Uh, we also look at the fundamentals, and that, of course, is the uh, earnings and the future earnings of the company. So let's jump on over to that. Let's get that right. There we go. All right. So this is the chart here. Uh, this is the fun on the fundamentals. Let's take a look at the fundamentals for Amazon. Notice nice growth in the last report. Their sales were up nine percent, but interestingly enough, they came out of a doldrum. They came out of a loss position to a quarter over quarter. Uh, quarter over here, excuse me, gain. So that's very nice. They, their their profits are up 31%. So that's looking strong. Uh, the estimates for earnings for Amazon on the year in, in 2013 is kind of kind of not really that big. But 2024, they're looking at a potential profit increase of 68%. So this is set up very very well. The question is, would I buy it at this level? Well, you know, I think that Amazon, if anyone is going to shop in this market, a lot of that shopping is going to be online. So, you know, even with the problems with retail, uh, I still like Amazon as, as, in terms of a source for retail because uh, people are going to shop retail. They just may not do it at physical stores. So an online presence is, is very, very important. Amazon is the biggest of the big when it comes to the online retail. Uh, all right, 21-day line. We're at 7%, so we're a little bit extended. I wouldn't probably buy it here. I'd wait for a pullback, which maybe may happen, but this one looks very, very good. All right, let's go over to some of the people that have been holding on. Thank you very much on YouTube. So let's, yeah, let's see. Well, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Always great to always great to hear you from you. Uh, let's look at Intel and ROL. Um, these are two that I do have. So let's look at Rollins first. This is the pest control company, and boy, you know, I'm still holding this one. Um, you know, always like this. You know, it is still looking fairly good. Let's go over to Rollins and take a look all right here we go with rollins um i did buy it here as you can see 
I bought uh, just a small, really not any any significant. I bought at 42.54, so I'm down a little bit. It's up after hours 42.31, but it's pulled back a little bit. Tested uh, the 21-day line. That's why buying a 21-day line is such a great idea. It came down and tested it, and it has moved up. Let's see. I just want to see on the five-minute chart kind of what happened, how it how it went to the day. It opened here at about 42. Its low was about 41, and then it's up to 41.6. So I don't think there's any reason to abandon this here, uh, you know, but we want to make sure that it doesn't violate. Uh, let's see if we go to the daily chart. Uh, we want to make sure that it stays above, and this is key. We want us to make sure it stays above right about here. That is the um, that is the 50-day line. Now I also want to show you on this why this is a good potentially a good chart, Rollins. And the part of the reason I, I liked it so much, if you'll notice, the rate the um, the 50-day line moved above the 200-day line, okay, right there. And what that means is that the in the short term, it's moving higher. Now, today, we kind of did get, we, we kind of did get uh, a little bit of a pullback on the relative strength, but the relative strength is 89. So this puts it in the top, uh, top uh, really 11% of the shares out there. Now, here's the thing about this, you know, you know, this is going to handle here. We're going to make a cup with a handle. And then I do believe potentially this one's going to be going higher. But we kind of be kind of patient. And that is the hardest thing in this market to be patient. The checklist looks very, very good. Eight out of nine or 89%. And on the technicals, we're still really relatively close to the 21-day line. We're 1.17% above that. Why is that important? Well, Typically, that's if there's going to reverse anywhere, that's where it's going to do it. And it does look like in the after hours, definitely is reversing higher. It closed at 41.66, and it is in the after hours, it's 42.81. I do believe it's probably going to go higher tomorrow. So, great question there. And uh, oh, wait a minute, we got to look at uh, we got to look at um, uh, at uh, Intel as well. And that's INTC. This is another one I hold. I am, you know, this this one I, I kind of bought a little bit differently. I didn't buy it on the technicals. I sort of bought it because I thought, you know, I don't see how much lower it can go. Well, it definitely went lower <laughs> since when I got it. But uh, basically, my buy here was on the 11th, and I bought it. Uh, I I bought it to 29.05. So I am a little bit off. I'm a few cents off, not much, but I'm off a little bit. And I do think that we're going to see it reverse, hopefully higher. Now, normally I would not buy this because the relative strength is only 33. So that's not looking very good. So this is my experiment with trying to buy something, you know, deep in the money. And I mean, this is trying to buy something deep. I do think that, you know, we are likely to see a move higher in Intel eventually, but I'm going to have to hold on to this one for a while. Uh, I do think that the bottom, the, the, the floor for Intel, at least for right now, is right below here, right below 26, about 25. That's where I see the that's where I see the floor of it. But I think hopefully we'll get a movement up. Uh, and but you know again they have been uh, laying off people unfortunately at the company, but uh, that is still an extremely strong company with a tremendous amount of sales. So 
Uh, I don't think it's in a restructuring, but I still think it's a very good company. All right. Thank you. Thoughts on Nugget? Nugget, for everyone that doesn't know, is the ETF NUGT. Nugget is is the is the uh, is the ETF that covers the gold miners. So if you don't know which gold miners that you want, this is a good way to go. It really is. Now today on Nugget. Uh, we're looking at, well, it did, you know, it's come down, I think, you know, it depends on the price, obviously, of gold, but I definitely think that we're going to see some support, hopefully, here at the 50-day line. Um, Nugget is, you know, it's cup, and this is sort of, not really sort of, but this is sort of a handle, cup, sort of with handle, and then hopefully we're going to get a reversal here. Um, you know, the problem with these the stocks like this, of course, is that it, it covers the mining area and it depends very, very heavily on gold. And gold has been kind of stuck at about the 2000 level. It looks like there's some resistance there and maybe it will go higher, but we don't know yet. So I definitely think with, you know, I definitely think it's good to have Nugget in your portfolio. And the reason I do is because if we don't get an agreement on the debt ceiling, now everybody is smiling and happy right now, but if we don't get an agreement uh, and, you know, there's a not, I don't think the U.S. is going to default on its debt, but there may be some issues. So uh, I don't think it's bad to have a little bit of nugget in your portfolio. I really don't. All right. Let's look. Fernando, thank you so much for AMD. This is one I'm trying to buy. I don't have, I have a limit order in on this one. I have not been successful in buying it yet but i do like amd a lot this is sort of i think there's really two really good stocks that are chip related now of course i own one that is not the greatest that's intel but that's amd and nvidia now nvidia is i i just if i could find another place to get into nvidia i would um, you know, I, I, I took profits on it. I sold out, so I don't have any Infinity. I was I was trading it, but here with with um, with AMD, we definitely have a place where you can buy it, and that's about 102.43. That is the pivot. That is the buy point for cancel, and that's the buy point. We're right above that. Now it's pulled back a little bit in the after hours. Not surprising. Not surprising because that'll typically be what happens. But notice, and this is one thing you want to look at, and I do think that we're going to see it probably move higher tomorrow. One thing, relative strength 92, that's very, very good. We also have the relative strength line moving up. Now, also look down here at the volume. The volume is above normal, and if the fact that it's going down like this, that means fewer people are willing to sell. I think we're going to see this thing move. If the market stays where it is and it doesn't, you know, we don't have a major... If the market is positive tomorrow, I'm pretty sure that we're going to see a move on AMD. And again, I'm trying to buy. I'm trying to buy it too cheaply. I'm going to have to move my order up. But uh, this is a great stock. And oops, let me show. I didn't. Show, I wasn't showing it to anyone. This is a great stock. And if you were to buy it at the pivot, which is 102, right here, that would be a good place to buy it. So I very much like AMD. I like the area that it's in. I like the. I like a lot of what's going on. They they had um, you know they've gone through earnings, so there's not going to be an earnings surprise. We're in this upward trend out of a cup base, so it's looking pretty good. I like I like this one. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't go in too heavy on it, but I definitely think that it is a good stock. All right, Sarah, let's look at these are the three uh, these are the three ETFs basically that cover the S and P five hundred, the Nasdaq, and the Russell 2000. Let's look at the spider first. This is the original ETF. And basically what this is, is this ETF covers all of the stocks that are in the S&P 500 weighted by their price. So uh, very interesting. So many of the, there's the thing about the, the S&P 500 is there's a lot of bank stocks in here. And of course, the smaller regional banks have been under a lot of pressure as of late. So this is one of the reasons why I am not a huge fan of the spider. Uh, I tend to tend to move in this market. I'm more interested in the Q's QQQ than the spider. But this but this is interesting. Basically, what's happened is we're sort of flat, as you can see right here at about 415. Um, it seems like we're range bound from about 418 here on the top. And then the bottom is about 380. So we've been in this range on the spider for a very long time. As you can see, it just kind of moves down and then hits and then moves up. We're in an upward trend. You can see that if you go all the way back here, same thing going on here. So we're sort of in this range. We're sort of range bound on the spider. So right now, if you have some profits on the spider, I think we're going to get some resistance if it continues to move up. And about 418. So uh, that's one that, uh, you know, I mean, it's not a bad place to park some cash, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, maybe the results with the QQQ are going to be better. So go to the Qs. And of course, this is only the top 100 stocks in the NASDAQ. So this is the NASDAQ 100 is in the QQQ. So here's what, here we go on this one. This is trending very nicely up, up the. 21-day line. So I definitely like this one. We're a little bit extended. As you can see, we're out of the blue zone. This is the buy zone from the buy point here at about 13, 13, all the way up 5%. This is this represents about 5% here. So we're just at the top of that, but we're close. We're, we're, we're moving up that. So you could buy this here. Nice relative strength, 85. And that means that the Qs are outperforming the 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 NAS, the the S and P this this line here right here is the S and P 500 and this is going up so you've got this moving up in the relative uh, quicker than the S and P 500 so the S and P 500 very flat and this showing a lot of strength so um, I think that you know this probably is actionable I wouldn't buy it unless it pulls back now if I if I had it I'd hold it but if I didn't, I would just kind of wait until it comes back down to about 321. It's about $10 difference to buy it. I try to buy it as close to that 21-day line as possible. You may not be able to get it there. You might have to go to the 10-day line, 324. So, but I wouldn't buy it at this just slightly extended. I wouldn't buy it there. All right, let's look at the IWM. This is the uh, this is the uh, Russell 2000. This is the largest. Um, this is the this is the ETF that covers probably the most stocks. This covers the two thousand largest stocks in the market. Now here's the problem with this one. Of course, we're looking at a downward trend. So the the trend here, at least for what I can see, is that a movement from some of the smaller cap stocks 
into some of the bigger ones. That's why you see the Qs go up and the this, the S and P is flat. But at least on this, at least at least since you know about June, I mean about uh, 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 you know about uh, January, excuse me. Uh, the, the the small caps have been moving lower. So here's the thing: if you look again at the 50-day line, it crosses below the 200-day line. This is the death cross, so it is in a downward trend. So basically, what is this telling us? Well, this is telling us that the mo the money is moving, but it's not moving to the small caps. It's moving to the large caps, and especially the large cap tech. So that's what this is telling us. All right, thank you very, very much. Let's see if we have a question from TikTok. All right, we oh, let's look at Tesla. I was talking about Tesla. I I, I sold Tesla today, uh, basically on its move up. I'm kind of playing this one. I'm sort of in a range on Tesla, but let's look at Tesla. Uh, in this, in, in let's look at let's look at Tesla here, and see. Now here's the problem. You know, I, I I basically bought it right about eh, about one, a little bit above 152. I can't remember exactly where I bought it, but when it started firming up, that's where I bought it. I've just had it just a little bit of time. It's moved up just slightly, and as you can see, it pulled down. <laughs> um, you know, my sell my sale was right about 174. So, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna pull back a little bit. It's gonna get you know, it's going to pull back to the 21-day line. Right now, it's about 2% above that. I suspect to see it move lower, about to 169. If it moves it lower and then we get a reversal, that might be another place to buy it. But I did sell my shares in Tesla today, uh, just and I took profit. And it wasn't very much. I mean, it was only I was only up about 5%. But uh, I was up 5% in about seven days. So that's not too, too bad for that. But anyways, not, you know, again, I'm not holding Tesla long-term until I see it move above that 200-day line. So that's uh, kind of the, ah, let's look at ARK, ARK Invest. This, of course, is the Kathy Woods Fund. That is uh, yeah, a lot, very popular. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not in ARK, A-R-K-K, but it, it holds a lot of Tesla. And uh, I, Here's the problem with with Arc. Uh, you know, I, I would have sold this one if I if I had bought it a long time ago. Why? Because look, it's trading below that 200-day line, and I'm not I'm not really excited with that. 37%. Uh, so this is you know, um, 64 63% of all the shares are higher than Arc. So I don't really like Arc very much. I you know this is still sort of in a downward trend. And I just can't get excited about it. I know that a lot of people want to bottom fish, but I am not a good bottom fisher. I try to, I'm trying to do bottom fishing with Intel, uh, but, you know, again, that, that's we've got mixed response. So I would not be a buyer of ARC funds here. Just wouldn't do it. I don't think it's really, um, it's really working that well. All right, question from TikTok. This is an interesting one. I have a question on AI. This is C3 AI. This is the AI stock. Uh, let's take a look. I, I did. I did trade this one. This is like this is an IPO uh, that I that I ha that I did trade. Um, so let's take a look at AI, and it is just all over the place. This is a super hard one to try and see three AI, but.
but it made a made a huge move today uh, off of, but earnings are in 14 days. You know, here's the thing about this. It looks to be kind of in a weird range. The real buy point on this one, I want to see it, you know, get up to closer to $30 a share because that's where the buy point is. Uh, so not really the greatest. Let's take a look. Let's see what uh, the, let's, let's see kind of what the pattern recognition says. Well, the pattern, the pivot is at 30, 51, which we know, and off a consolidation base. And this is the stage one. Okay, so yeah, this is okay. Uh, but here's the thing. Here's what's what's really good about this one, at least for right now. The strength, 96%. So that means it's top 4% currently. And uh, as you can see, back really starting in February when the AI thing came out, you can see that's really where the volume started to come into this issue. And definitely a lot of volume is in that issue. Would I buy it here? Eh. I would think I would wait. I, I, I think I would wait. If we draw the trend line, this would be a trend line buy. I want to see it hold above that line. Now, here's what am I doing here? Well, what I'm doing is I'm showing the trend of this. So we've come up, we're into this consolidation. The question is, if we can hold higher than about 25, then, you know, but we need to hold, then I might be more interested in buying it. But it's still below the buy point. So I would probably just watch this, this one for right now. Do anything. <laughs> That's a long way of saying that. All right, Santeep, thanks. Oh, we did Tesla? Okay, let's take a look at Snowflake. This is another one that I was trading earlier. I have not traded this in a while. There's a lot of institutional money in this one. SNOW is the, is the uh, symbol. And for those who kind of are in the tech biz, um, the thing that's great about Snowflake is that they have pre-built in the cloud data warehouses. And so one of the things that, uh, you know, if you've ever done a lot of SQL programming, difficult is to build really good fast responsive data warehouse so they sort of do that and that with templates so it's it's easier to deploy than a lot of the other methods so very interesting company um it's trading above the the 200-day line which i like to see i'd really like to see this this 50-day line move above that it's close um if we draw the uh if, if we draw the trend line there you go. But I'm still a little bit concerned about this one. I just, I want to see more strength. You know, I'd like to buy this one, but eh, $178 stock that is, you know, that has is trending. And if you look at this, the weekly chart here, let's take a look at it. Oh, there we go. We're still in this overall downward trend. So I am not as excited. I really want to see it move above 200. That's where I'll become more interested because that's a intermediate high. Here's the problem that we have with Snowflake. A lot of people, a lot of institutions bought it about, you know, from here, this is the eight, this is the 100, this is the uh, 18 month line. And so what's happened is now that it's coming up here, you see a lot of people own the stock, but they own it. And they've been holding on to it for a while from way back here and back here. So as it comes closer to, the 180 mark, people are saying, well, I'm going to sell and I'm just going to get out because of all this buying that came in here. So this has a lot of overhead supply, what they call overhead supply. So again, I am not as interested in it for a, um, for a buy here. I'm just kind of watching it. I do like the stock, but it's just, uh, you know, it's a little bit too difficult. All right. So Joka, 
TJX is a good put or a short play. Well, you know what? I, I interestingly enough, I, <laughs> I actually bought it long. TJX. Let's go back to that one. This is the one I did buy. It was the stock of the day. I mean, stock of the day. Let's go over to. There we go. I, I actually think that this one is a, you know, potential call play. I, I really believe that. Here's where I bought it today. And I only bought a half position uh, at, uh, uh, you know, where I bought in 78. Uh, I put it down there. Let's see. Yeah, 78.71. That's where I bought 78.71. So we're up a little bit after hours. So I definitely think this one probably is going to move up after hours. It, it, what it did is it popped up, pulled back, and now it's moving once again, 79. So we're seeing a lot of interest in it. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing a put here. I would probably be long. Well, I would be long. I am long on this one because that's the reversal line right there. All right, so let's look at HD. Thank you very much. Uh, let's look at HD. And HD. Home Depot. Now, Home Depot indicated, I heard on a report, and I didn't follow up on this one, that they're looking at it being a tough, tough year. Here's the thing I don't like about it. Looking at this chart, we did have earnings. They were off. And we're also seeing that death cross, so that's not good. 50-day going below the 200-day. So I wouldn't be a buyer here. Definitely not. Now, would I short this here? Well, no, because I think that it needs to move down a little bit, and then if it rallies, I just don't see. This is a good company. It's very well run, but if the if the consumer doesn't have the money, the consumer doesn't have the money, and that's the main problem with Home Depot. Is is that? Let's kind of let me get let me get my ugly bug out of there. Here we go. So you can actually see. The fundamentals, but we were off four percent. And if you notice, their sales have been growing not a lot, but this is a huge company, not a lot. But this last quarter, not so much. There's there not only were their their volume, not only was their sales volume off, their profits were down too, down by a lot. So if we look at the estimates, uh, they're looking we're looking at a red carrot, so that doesn't look good. And we're also looking at uh, next year, so they're forecasting. Very conservatively, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be long this one. I don't think I'd be shorted either. So I really wouldn't. I'd just be watching it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything with Home Depot at least for right now. I don't. I don't see any reason to be in it. Or oh, you just, uh, I I skipped. You're right. I skipped TFPM. Let's try um, triple flag precious metals. I got stopped out of this one unfortunately. <laughs> but um, after. After talking about it, and it was setting up so nicely, and I thought I, I thought I had. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Uh -oh. I'm having a difficulty with my. Oops! There we go. All right, so let's go over here to Triple Fly Precious Metals, and this, unfortunately. You see, this is this was where my stop loss was right here, and I got triggered. I got triggered right below 16, so I'm out. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's just it was doing so well, and then boom, it's fallen below the pivot. So you know, and it's fallen below the the, the uh, 
a 50-day moving average. So not really. It still has strong, strong strength. But right now, you know, I just I would. Well, here's what I would do if I was in this one. I, you know, this is a very volatile stock. Um, I would probably trend my position. I'd probably stay in it because we're still not too far from the pivot. It could get some traction. It looks like it's getting some traction here. And, uh, you know, it, it, at least tomorrow. So, but, you know, I wouldn't let it go too much lower. Uh, there we go. I wouldn't let it go too much lower than about here. I really want to, I, I really, about 1460 is where I'd probably cut my losses here. Uh, but I think this one may bounce, and uh, we'll just see. I mean, we'll just see. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, fortunately, I thought that would be better than I than it, what it was. Okay. Um, I think we're down to probably the last here. This is DHI. Okay, DHI. Let's go to that. There we go. B.R. Horton. This is the world's biggest home builder. You know, and I can't figure out the home builders. I really can't because, you know, with the interest rates and everything, you think, oh, my God, this is terrible. But look at this chart. This is a good chart. We've got it coming off, off of this cup. And then, you know, it's sort of, it, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of getting ready, looking, looking to break out. It's breaking out after hours. So... I just don't know. I, I don't know that this one. 96 relative strength. This is looking very, very strong. Um, you know, somebody sees something in the future that I don't see. Uh, checklist is good. Technicals are, you know, it's within 4% of the 21-day line. You know, man, I, you know, you might want to start a position here. I'm not in it, but, and I don't know if I would be. I sort of wanted to pull back, but it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, well, let's see. That's probably the last one. And thoughts on Amazon. Oh, we, we took we did cover Amazon earlier, uh, but I want to uh, let's go back to just cover it again because it's worth talking about because Amazon is sort of a proxy for retail sales, even though they're online. Um, you know, we're starting to see Amazon move above the 200 day. Moving average, and if, and if they can hold their profits, this is the 200-day line here. If they can hold on to these, you know, I do think that we're going to see lots of big money come into this one because it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's sort of a safe bet. And right now, the market is looking for places to put money. And uh, if we notice, we've had the last few days, we've had some nice, um, uh, we've had some nice action over the average. So somebody's accumulating this. Um, you know, it's it's close to the 21-day line. It's fairly close. It's uh, So that's looking good. So this isn't a bad place to buy it if you want it. Now, here's the thing. There are some concerns that I have with Amazon. I mean, I, I'm not totally gung-ho. But the fact of the matter that it has broken above the, you know, it's sort of bottomed here. And then, you know, we got another one there. And it's looking like it's getting some strength. So... At least on the weekly chart, it's looking pretty good. And we came through earnings uh, with some nice growth in sales, and also they're back to profitability. So I don't know. I, I was looking to buy this one. Um, I want to buy it as close to the 21-day line as possible, and I'm not going to buy a whole lot of it, that's for sure, because, you know, the retail, the retail consumer is very, very weak. So 
um, you know, I think when the inflation numbers come out again, they're going to see lots of inflation and people just aren't buying as much retail as they did before. Well, thank you, everybody, so much uh, for um, for taking a look on the chart uh, with me. Uh, I will be back hopefully tomorrow if everything goes well. I wasn't, I wasn't around the first two days of the week. I just uh, I, I got kind of under the weather a little bit, so I didn't do the show. I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but here's one thing. You can really help me out. I really appreciate everybody that watches the show. One of the things, of course, that I always I always encourage people to do is, and it's really easy one cost you a nickel, and that is to smash that like button because that helps us get out to a lot of people. So if you smash the like button, I would really, really appreciate it. It really helps. And also, uh, if you want to join the Action Trade Alerts, um, super easy to do. I'm going to show you how to do it. See this little symbol here? This is a, a, a QR code. If you can scan this, it'll take you right to the sign-up page. You can unsubscribe.